Welcome to the Path to Excellence podcast, where real men are doing real work and getting real results. And today, I'm going to try to be a little bit laid back. Someone told me I was a little stiff on the previous podcast. So we're going to have a conversation that should be very easy to talk about because we talk about this stuff all of the time. So I'm going to talk to Anthony Migliorino, co-owner of the Fraternity of Excellence. And you see Anthony, and he's got the tank tops and biceps and the New York guy who's smoking a cigar. But what he's best known for is his approach to peaceful parenting and how many guys he's influenced through looking at their children in a more peaceful way. So we'll hear about how he got started, why he went that way, and we'll we'll break it down about peaceful parenting. So what's up today, Anthony? Yeah, man, that no, was good. I like it. And I like the whole image thing. So, you know, we, we, we do talk a lot about fatherhood inside of the fraternity of excellence. It's a staple, right? I, I believe that we need strong men to to lead their kids, to, to lead their wife and the, the family unit, right? It's, it's one of the strongest things in the world. So it, it's funny when we, we talk about a guy from New York, the tank top, and my whole parenting philosophy is based on being peaceful, right? Being calm, being resilient, having patience, um, learning those skills, taking the time and dedication to, to understand what it means to be a good dad. You know, growing up, um, I would, you know, what was instilled with me from my father was, you know, be a good worker, work hard, right? Never give up. And it was just something that was pounded into me. And it was a, an ability and a skill that I developed and it helped me succeed in life. Um, but I, I think those things are great to learn from your father or from a male role model. But I, I think we need more conversations about fatherhood. Men need to be talking about what we're doing with our kids, how we're raising them, how we treat them, how we talk to them. Um, and once you start tapping into those things, man, you really understand that this is this is serious. This is like a real life commitment, raising children. And it uh, doesn't mean we're without mistakes. doesn't mean that we fail. But uh, we just continue like anything in life you want to get good at, man. You keep going. You don't give up. This is going to be a real easy episode for me because Anthony loves to talk about this stuff. <laughs> but, you know, it goes back to a lot of other things. It's like, wait, you got to be deliberate about this stuff. I had kids and... Fortunately for myself, like it was a foreign concept to me to to hit them or even be aggressive or like yell at them. I always wanted to treat them in a way that was more, I don't know, just loving. And and I didn't see the need for physical or overly uh, dominant discipline on my children. I wanted to lead by example and to work with them and kind of, you know, I believe in incentives for adults. And I believe, you know, if uh, the world provides incentives and if you could lead them into knowing like if you behave well, things are going to work out better for you, not behave well because I'm going to hit you or because I'm going to punish you, you know? So it's a, it's a lot about just thinking about how the world works and how you work in the world and, and deciding to treat your children a certain way that will be optimal for them. Bro, that's a killer concept right there, right? If, if you behave well because the world incentivizes you, not because I'm going to hit you or yell at you or punish you, that that's the mindset, right? It, so I'm going to live my life based on good principles, good values. I'm going to be a good human being. I'm going to go out into the world and I'm going to add value to the world. It's going to reflect on who I am into the world. And that is what's going to benefit your child. Right. So I, I love that, man. I really do. And I think this is what happens when you just have conversations that are, uh, about things that are important to you. So we we all should be looking to strive for that path. Right. As men, we should be, you said, being the example. How do we teach our kids to be responsible? How do we teach them to, to not see the world as, you know, to, to be fearful and worried about all the things that are going to happen? 
we live that way ourselves. And, and that's what I see not, you know, not just within you and, you know, our other bro, Zach Small, but all the men in the fraternity. This is what we talk about. This is what we're doing, man. We are developing our own character and then it transcends to our kids. Absolutely. And uh, what we should hit it right off the bat is like a lot of people are like, well, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. And I discipline my children aggressively because I love them and I need to keep them in the right path. And uh, I do see where they're coming from. I don't think that they're, you know, they are doing what they think is right, but they're they're losing it a little bit in the thought that like punishment is going to serve the child in the long run and not just be a short term fix for whatever they happen to be doing at the moment. Yeah, I can't. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed that you brought it up. The spare the rod, spoil the child, uh, because it, it is a hot topic, right? It's something that people and and like you said, I, I get it, man. Men think that they are doing a service to their child. They think they're protecting them. They're keeping them safe, maybe from going out into the world and really doing something drastic that's going to really mess up their life. But at the same time, we need to trust ourselves in what we teach our kids. And when you trust people. You don't have to hurt them. You don't have to have that, you know, that insecurity that you might be jealous or there's fear behind it. You just let the world go the way it's supposed to go, right? If I have good people around me, I don't worry. If I'm out with FOE men at an event at Jerry Adams and Men of Grit book signing, I don't worry about anything. I know there's 10 other brothers there who have my back who are watching me, making sure that the kids running around are safe. I have zero worry. Because I've built a strong community. It's the same thing with my home. I don't worry about my kids. I know that they're level-headed. I know that, you know, something might pop off and they're going to be they're going to be secure because they're able to think critically. They are able to understand about themselves, and they know that when shit does go down, they have dad and mom there to back them up. That what other way would you want to choose to live? Hundred percent. You know, I love to play devil's advocate. That's where my mind goes. So. But my kid is putting his hand on a hot stove, and if I don't, if I don't teach him right now, like by really waking him up with some punishment, well, then I'm not protecting him from touching the hot stove. Now, for me, I mean, I'm not just going to say you'll take the opposite side. I, I would say I would sit down with my child and really explain to them they're going to get hurt and possibly try to show them, um, you know, light heat and what it does to them or something to try to sit with them and explain to them, this is what I'm trying to protect you from doing. Don't make this mistake. Is that, would you take a similar approach or what would you do? Well, first thing I would do is not use a stove if my child was small enough to not understand and they could reach something that's dangerous, right? It's on me to be preventative. Um, the other thing is you're not always going to be there. Sometimes your kid is going to touch something that's hot or sharp or, and they're going to have to experience that pain. And this is a life lesson with everything. But I, I don't think that we teach by smacking our kid's hand and telling them no, right? So what they feel is, man, dad's angry. I must have done something really bad. I'm a bad kid. And then you get into the, the bullshit that we see this like psychological warfare where young, well, it can happen to any kid, right? But I'll use young boys. They start to develop an identity based on how their dad sees them because it's how their dad treats them. Their dad's hitting them. He's yelling at them all the time. This kid thinks he's a bad kid. He grows up to be a man who's going to allow people to treat him the same way, right? And this is the, the cause and effect. We have to think long-term when we parent. How you talk to your kid, the tone of voice that you use, if you're physically striking them, it leaves imprints as they're developing. It, it, it does damage their brain. So th these are, you know, 
we can talk about business. We can talk about crypto trading. We can talk, you know, I know you, you trade stocks. It, you could be very detailed in those things. But when it comes to parenting, we, we kind of bypass that detailed expansion on ideas. We need to dive into that as men. We, we need to understand uh, child development, child behavior. We need to understand coping mechanisms. These are all important issues that men, fathers, need to learn. And that's why we have these conversations weekly and you've been hosting the fatherhood zoom and i see the the mental progress from like oh wow let's actually look at the long term and and back out and see like what kind of relationship does it create when you're having this type of communication versus a more collaborative communication you know as far as incentives from the world and consequences from the world um how you treat the other people in the world will give you feedback coming back in the long term and you're going to get that same feedback between your kids and yourself. Um, the, the one thing that is funny to see, though, is a lot of people who are like, oh, you know what? They hit me when I grew up and that's why I behave well. And the kids these days, you know, that's why they behave poorly. And my observation is they're doing correlation instead of causation. You know, there's a lot of factors of why generations might behave better or worse. And I don't think you can just sum it down to. Um, my parents used to beat the shit out of me, so that's why I behave well. I mean, I think I think that's a silly conclusion, but I think it's one that a lot of people make, or at least I hear them make. Yeah. No, I mean, look, it, we we can do the best that we can with the knowledge we have. And I always uh, advocate for men learning, you know, in all areas of personal integrity to, to be the best father they can be. We, we talk a lot about marriage. We talk a lot about relationships. We talk finance, business. There's all these things we need to know as men, and it does become tiresome, right? Because there's so much information. There's men that we connect with, and we're always learning. But I think we we do what we can with the information we have. And what that means is if we are not actively pursuing excellence, if we are not going and trying to, to learn, to read books, to talk to other men who have succeeded in that field, we're not going to absorb it well, right? We're going to resort back to old ways. And that's where the, you know, I was hit and I turned out fine comes from. Right. Because we know it's not good to hit people. I can't go up and just punch you in the face because I go to jail. It's assault. If I disagreed with you or you disagree with me, I would talk to you like a man. And I give that same respect to my kids. If my kids disagree with me, I talk to them like a human being. And I sit them down and I say, hey, what's going on? Why are you so upset? Or what did I, did I do something that bothers you? And to me, that's communication. Without, without the, the spoken word, man, we are lost as a society. You're going to have Antifa running around burning cities down because they don't know how to communicate what they want. The Path to Excellence podcast is not just meant to be listened to. You got to get involved. Jump in the Facebook group, Path to Excellence, our private free Facebook community, which is your look inside of the fraternity of excellence where we're doing the work. Join Path to Excellence on Facebook today. I love the example you give on Twitter sometimes when someone will come at you and you say, uh, yeah, my wife um, spoke back to me, so I took my belt out. <laughs> it, it, does, it is a great example, though, because you, sometimes you need to make ridiculous examples to show what you're doing. But the point you made about integrity and um, the way you treat your kids aligns with a lot of your worldviews, which is really, really important because I see the overlap between our relationship with the government or taking orders or following orders or or you know, settling for treatment that is less than we should be settling for. And you see a direct connection to uh, a parenting line and, and settling for behaviors. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%, bro. It, it's it's 
funny how you were just talking about correlation and causation before, and people don't see that connection. They don't see how tightly that's connected, where how you're treated as a kid is going to really determine your position or stance on authority as an adult. So, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much. Get into it. We <laughs> we see what happened, right? We see, we see what happened with the COVID lockdowns. We see how people easily allowed government to tell them how to live their lives. And that is, there is a, a direct correlation with how we're raised as kids. If we are not, if, if we're not brought up to question authority, to ask for answers, to be curious, and to, to want the freedom to make our own mistakes, as adults, we will easily submit. We'll put on a mask when we're told. We'll close our businesses when they say so. We will actually pay them money, 30% of our income, for them to tell us how to live our lives. it's To me, it's complete insanity. And I, I really believe that if we can not only raise our kids with freedom and liberty, but raise them with peace, principles, and, and respectful parenting, they will grow up and they will not allow those powers to oppress them. They will push back. They will, they will rather live a life on their own terms and stand up for what they believe in rather than join the collective just to they, they'd, they'd rather live a, a life that is meaningless and quiet because that's what we taught them as kids than go out and really push back against anything that gets in their way. I think it's a really important connection to make and most people aren't connecting it. And I connected a lot better hearing you talk about it for a long time. You know, COVID in 2020, neither of us are overly political guys. We're not like staunch flag waving party members or anything like that. But it was very clear. A lot of people are just like, okay, I'm going to do as I told, do as I'm told because I will be punished or ostracized or what. Not whether it was right or wrong, but because of an immediate consequence. And it does sound a lot like, oh, shoot, I better do what I'm told because daddy's getting mad. Isn't that crazy? It is. It's nuts. <laughs> I better do what I told because mom and dad, they're going to get mad. Or you know what? They might not love me. They might treat me differently. Right. They, and what's even worse, right? A, a citizen, somebody who submits to the government, they're a grown ass person. Right? <laughs> they should, they should have some dignity and, and live their life on their own terms. A kid depends on their parents. So it's even, it, it's even more abuse of power than when a government abuses its citizen. We, we talk about punishment a lot. And, and to me, if, if you're constantly punishing your kid for doing things that are wrong or they don't listen to you, it's the same, you know, gateway. It's you're setting them up to change their behavior based on external circumstances. I want my kids to have an internal desire. I want them to have that internal compass telling them right from wrong because it's it's values that I implemented into their minds by communicating with them, talking with them, um, really taking the time to say, hey, this is important. Instead of throwing my kid in his room, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make sure he understands that it's it's not OK to hit his sister that we don't hit people, right? It's, it's not the good thing to do. And I'm sure as hell not going to tell him, we, you don't hit your sister and then smack him in the face, right? It, it's, it's hypocrisy of the greatest order. If you go back to the hot stove and the two methods, you know, slap the hand, don't touch that. And then you're like, oh shoot, I better listen to what I was told because they happen to be right. And they're probably always right. And I'm going to listen to what I was told versus 
get on their level, explain why both of us on the same team don't want you to touch this stove, have it make sense, have them understand, okay, my dad is the guy I can trust and he's looking out for my best interest. So the fact that he told me not to touch the stove and it makes sense, even to a child, I swear to God, I've always talked to my kids and tried to speak up to them like they're a little bit older and they might not get everything I'm saying, but you plant the seeds. And, and my parents talked to me that way and it was something I wanted to do. And as I look back at myself, I, I traced a lot of the things and my beliefs from starting when I was a small child and they were saying stuff that I didn't completely understand, but I can still think back and I'm appreciative they did. They treated me like I was more capable than I was at the time. And then I grew into it. It was like they kind of set a standard for me to reach instead of just kept me at my level. And, you know, there was not promoting as much growth. It's been a long road for you, though. Like, you you keep on studying and reading and talking about it. Like, it's been a long time. Tell me about that. It never ends, brother. It's fatherhood, right? I, I will be a dad until the day I die. Um, I have three kids, and, you know, it's a passion of mine. Growing up, becoming a, a dad when I was young, I just turned 20. I had my first daughter. And um, it, it's similar to how, you know, when strong men together come together, we see the world. Uh, I don't look at the world and think, oh, man, the world's messed up. Look at all these weak motherfuckers. I look at the world and I say, wow, why aren't more people thinking like me? Why do more people not enjoy fatherhood? Why do more dads not take pride in this job that they have? Why is everybody complaining? But at the same time, how can I help other people? Right? If, if I know how to do something that's better than somebody else, I, I feel like I have an obligation to share it with the world. I, I need to let people know, hey, man, I raised three kids. They're old now. They're grown up. They're adults. And... I don't hit them. I don't punish them. I never have. And people find that mind boggling that you can actually raise kids to grow up, to be adults who are responsible, who are good people without force, threats, violence, manipulation. It's a foreign concept because none of us have really lived it. It's nothing that we've experienced. So it's, it's like telling somebody who, who is overweight that, man, listen, if you just start going to the gym and eating healthy, you're going to feel so much better. They don't know yet until they start doing it, right? They have to experience it. They have to live it. They drop 20 pounds and they're like, you know what? Maybe this guy's right. So your kids, have they realized that their upbringing was overly peaceful? Do they ever look back and they're like, man, I was never punished. And, and do they talk about having kids of their own and how they're going to raise them? Absolutely, man. So we, we have a running joke in our house. Uh, sometimes, you know, they're like, man, I'm going through a hard time and, you know, maybe if you were harder on me and you punished me, I would have, you know, known it. And obviously it's a joke, but um, because, you know, even if you raise your kids the best way, they're, they're going to struggle, right? They're, they're going to go, they're going to have setbacks. They're going to have to deal with things. Um, but they absolutely, when they have kids, they know right from wrong. They're not going to hit their kids. They're going to you know, and I truly believe that they're, they're going to be better than I ever was. Right. Me and my and me and my wife, they're going to raise their kids so much better than we did. Um, and they're going to have us to, to sit back as grandparents and watch it happen. So to me, that's part of a legacy. Right. It, it's legacy is not me raising the, the toughest son in the world or the most feminine daughter in the world. It's raising healthy human beings, people who can adapt, who can who can function in society, who don't have to go on medication just to exist and, and make it through a day. Right. Or, or get addicted to drugs and become alcoholics or go and accept a position at a job that they hate because they have no other options. It's to me, it's raising a healthy individual who's going to say, hey, man, I, ha I have options. I have choices. I can do whatever I want, but not 
in a utopian, you know, butterflies and rainbows world, in a realistic, based on reality, based on their true skills, because they have self-knowledge. They're able to self-reflect. They're able to, to take in everything from the outside world and make progress and get results. So I look I think, forward to it. I think a lot of it does come back to the, the key tie-in earlier is like, the kids should be free as they grow older to think and to make decisions based on how they feel and their principles and their own integrity, rather than just saying yes to what's forced on them. Cause there's so much societal pressure, so much media pressure, a lot of pressure. If you get a corporate job, um, there's just pressure among your, your neighbors and your community to conform with certain things that you might not believe in and whether it's the right decision to do whatever they want to do or not do it, that should be your decision to be freely made and not made under the pressure. And if you've always learned to make those decisions under pressure, that's likely how you'll end up as a result as an adult. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's super important and I'm glad I've started to make that connection more clearly. What do you say to the guy who's like, you know what? I, I think you're right. I want to take a look at my parenting because I'm doing okay, but I know it can be better. But you know, my wife is not on board. She really believes in punishment. Like what do I do there? I mean, it depends. Every circumstance is different, but um, I would say um, similar to how we treat our kids um, with openness and respect, I think there there needs to be an understanding with your wife, right? Like, listen, this is how we're going to do things. We've been doing them wrong. And if the, if the relationship with your wife is fractured, that's going to be the biggest indicator that it, it's going to be harder for you because she doesn't trust you. So they're all just, to me, they would all be signs that you, you need to do some internal work first, right? You need to figure out who you are as a man, what's your role as a husband. Um, because if you're, if you're proposing to your wife that you have a better way and she's not buying it, then that's a bigger issue than parenting. But if she is within your grasp and you can influence her, right? Start having those conversations. Don't avoid difficult, uncomfortable talks. Sit down with your wife and say, hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. This is this is based on research. This is based on other dads that I've spoken to. And we can't ignore it, right? It's important to me to raise healthy kids. So I need you on board. And you might get pushback. The good news is we have so much of this stuff under our control. We can influence and create the worlds we want. That, that's a fact. The bad news is it, it takes time. And you got to be willing to do the work. And you got to be willing to learn things you don't know already communication methods with your wife, uh, implementing new, new methods for your children together. It might not happen overnight, but if you want these results, if you want to live a better life, if you want to get to a higher plane, it shouldn't come easy. That's not how life works. You don't get the great results. Just, oh, I, I learned this and we're going to do it and it's going to work out immediately. It's a process. You know, you, you commit yourself to it and you learn and you implement and you learn and you implement and you share your vision with your partner and you get to where you want to go. No, and it's real. It shows up in, in your family. It shows up how your kids, you know, it, it's important how you treat your kids because it gives them a message of how they should treat themselves. And to me, that's gold right there, right? We, we always want to focus on that. Um, it's easy to force a small child to do what you want by threats or punishment or saying, you know, dad's not going to love you. Not that we say that directly, but that's the message they get, right? I, I don't approve of you. I'm not going to love you if you don't do this, if you don't eat your vegetables. So um, kids start to pick that up and they, they understand that the real first male role model in their life, if, if they're fortunate enough to have a dad, 
is their father. We need to really focus on what that means, what it looks like and how we go about it without any fears. You know, it, like I said before, we're dads, we're going to make mistakes, but we have to own it and we have to move on. It's never going to be easy. It's going to be a tough job. It's going to be a bumpy road ahead, but we don't lower our standard because things get tough. It's, you know, it, it's just how you have to live. You make that choice. Hell yeah, man. Well, this is just a taste of uh, the many conversations we have inside the Fraternity of Excellence about fatherhood. And over the course of months and years, people do make amazing changes from where they started to where they're going. So if you're interested, join the free Facebook group, Path to Excellence, where you can find us right at fraternityofexcellence.com. You can find Anthony at Peaceful Fathers on all the socials. You find me at Jeffrey Higgins. DM us if you're interested in more information. Or uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's Path to Excellence podcast. Join the free Facebook community Path to Excellence and then head on over to fraternityofexcellence.com and join now.